This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is your Sunday 88 Films Italian Collection series of reviews. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this episode we're looking at disc number 73. Damn, we are almost all caught up. By the next episode, which will be disc 74, which has just been released, I think disc 75 will be out. But then we might be waiting a month or so for future releases. So yeah, we are very close to hanging our hat up for the foreseeable future on the Italian collection. I know what you're thinking. This is sad times, Duncan, but a welcome reminder that, including this review, there are 73 instalments of this series dating back a couple of years now. This has been a body of work that we've invested considerable time into, so feel free to peruse the back catalogue and get your fill over there. Now, before we get any further into this episode and jump into discussing Knife of Ice, which I think I've been saying is the next review for about three months now because my brain is just not here anymore. It's gone long gone, ladies and gents. Um, Before we get to that, let's catch up with where we are. This is the final episode of what has been a six-episode week. It has been a ton of fun this week. We did The Sevens as part of our summer series. As our bonus episode on Thursday, we reviewed a little bit of uh, of an arrow screener impossible but true which will be making its way into physical release in november and it's from the director of rubber so you should check it out flawed movie in my opinion but a lot to offer for sure and that's really been it there was a doing the nasty scheduled for recording today but i'll be honest with you my uh, my daughter turned one over the weekend and i uh, have enjoyed far too much time with my family that the thought of sitting down and discussing two nasties movies has been kicked down the road for a couple of weeks. Both myself and Mark, who's not well at the moment, are very happy for that. So doing the nasty will return, ladies and gents. I promise it'll just be another couple of weeks away. So nothing on that teapot's collective feed. With that is all caught up, let's look forward to what we have coming up next week. It'll be another busy week. You'll be getting the eights as part of our run through the summer series. You will be getting a little bit of a shudder and go on Thursday, bringing that back. Very much looking forward to that full show. And then on Sunday, 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 an Arrow video assortment. So it's another week of six episodes. Very, very, very exciting. To add to the excitement, tonight, the date that this episode is dropping, I am sitting down and recording with my good buddy, Dave Parker, and we are returning to uh, something that has been long promised. We started a brand new kind of untitled series where, uh, through a convoluted mechanism on Letterboxd, we would look under a random year between 1970 and I think it was 2009. I might be wrong, it may be 1999. 
and we would uh, pick a year and then go to the horror hashtag for it and then look down the high street horror movies and the first ones within those years that we hadn't seen we would make the other watch so that is uh, that's been the plan we did our first one ages ago which was spookies and the uh, next installment records tonight where we are doing the seventh curse which has just been released from 88 films so we're doing 88 films release here and i'm talking about one later on tonight so very very exciting to be sure so keep your eyes peeled for that that will be dropping very very soon as well as more frequent episodes in that series Okay, I'm going to take a short break just now. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for Knife of Ice. When I return, I'm discussing that movie right after this. Hello, this is the Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. (laughs) The truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. That's gotta go. (laughs) That's gotta go in there. So on the show... Uh, We talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard. Who are you? I am Brad, the guy that's not Richard or Jeffrey or Simon. That's right. We have four people and we always talk at once except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north. Simon lives across the world. Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com. Check for our Amazon exclusive Hello, This is the Doom Show cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? (laughs) We got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us. Wow.
And welcome back, ladies and gents. You just heard the trailer for Knife of Ice. This is disc number 73 in the Italian collection from 88 Films. The deets on this, let's be honest, rather expensive version of this movie. I think it's about £25 for this special edition, limited, rigid, slipcase release. Um, I, I can't in good conscience say spend £25 on an 88 Films title, I would wait until they come down in price, but uh, I did, the, I did the, the purchasing here for you guys, fully unaware that I already owned this movie. Yeah, I bought a Lindsay Baker box set a while ago, and myself and Dave Parker went through it earlier this year, and guess what, um, at least two of the movies in that box set are in the 88 Films Italian collection series, so there we go. Anyway, the details on the website are... When the mute Martha Caldwell, played by Carol Baker, discovers her famous cousin, Jenny Ascot, played by Evelyn Stewart, has been brutally murdered, apparently by a strange man who's been stalking them, her world becomes one of a nightmare and disturbing revelation. This is directed by legend Umberto Lenzi, who did So Sweet, So Perverse, The Cynic, The Rat in the Fist, and Cannibal Ferox. Knife of Ice from 1972 is a quintessential piece of early 70s jolly creepiness. Dreamlike, brutal and beautifully presented, Lenzi's movie delivers a wonderfully creative mystery replete with a typically European twist in the tale. Uh, this is a special limited edition to 2,000 units only and includes a rigid slip case and new artwork from Rich Davies. As a 40-page perfect bound book featuring new writing on the film by Francesco Massiesi and Barry Forshaw. Um, this has a double-sided fold-out poster, a remastered 2K transfer and 235-1 aspect ratio from the original negative, high-definition Blu-ray 1080p presentation, 2.0 English LPCM mono, 2.0 Italian LPCM mono with newly translated English subtitles, an audio commentary by Giallo Export, Troll Howarth and critic Nathaniel Thompson of Mondo Digital, Yellow is the Colour of Fear, an interview with critic Marcus Stigler, uh, Dressed to Kill, an interview with costume designer Silvio Lorenzi, Il Cinema Criminale di Umberto Lenzi Part 1, Italian credit sequence, English theatrical trailer and a reversible sleeve featuring the original poster. The technical specs on this one, it was released just like a month and a bit ago on the 25th of July. It's regional lot to region B. The audio is DTS HD ME mono. Picture is 1080p HD 235.1. Runtime is 1 hour and 31 minutes approximately with languages in English and Italian with English subtitles. So yeah, there has been a review of this already. So if you'd rather hear me chat with a guest about this one, go and check out that review we did towards the start of the year where myself and Dave Parker sat down and covered this movie. Um, I really like this one. I'll be honest, I really like this one. The beauty of the, the the run of four movies that Carol Baker did with Umberto Lenzi is that she, unlike a lot of actresses, I think of one that springs to mind, like an Edward Schwenig, for example, who, who got a chance to stretch her acting chops, but was always kind of typecast in similar roles. Um, the beat of this one is, in all four of those movies, uh, Carol Baker appears to play a different side of a kind of manic jalo character, whether it's the, you know, the hyper-paranoid, the villain itself, um, the unsuspecting hero, or in the case of this one, a character who is the unreliable narrator. Um, with her being mute as well, it adds an extra 
an extra level of, of talent to her. She's essentially having to act through expressions in her eye movements, and she still delivers it. She, she's fucking great in this movie. You could argue, and I'd probably back you up, this is her best performance in all the Lindsay movies, purely because the crutch of dialogue is removed for the actress, so she is forced to act like with her body and with her expressions to convey the same thing that dialogue would. Um, this one is one that is weird in a lot of respects. It kind of starts off almost kind of like a like a gothic uh, horror movie with lots of like mist and fog and kind of travelling to the house out in the middle of nowhere sort of thing. And then it becomes your very kind of standard jalo setup. There are murders happening. They're happening in and around a wealthy affluent family's house. And yeah, the police aren't quite sure. And our main hero... Carol Baker is going to try and get to the bottom of it, but she might not be the hero that she thinks she is. Plenty of red herrings. I mean, this movie goes out its way to give you loads of them. And it has a great ending. I fucking love the ending to this one because it is just so over the top. And when you think about it, so blatantly fucking obvious. But give credit where credit's due. Lindsay plays this straight down the middle. There ain't no camp in this one. This is played straight down the middle and that's to its credit and that's how it works. Lindsay's cinematography is peak in this one. I love this. Locations are vibrant and rich. The setups and scenarios are great. We even get like a kind of like a basement dungeon scene for no reason at all. This movie could end anywhere but that's where they take it. We'll get the kind of gothic garden, um, the quiet Italian town. We get it all and he delivers it really, really, really well. Even that gothic scene that I was talking about with the kind of mist and fog at the start is delivered great. It's, it's fucking awesome. The score is beautiful and it's rich. And the characters are all wonderful. It is it's a great movie. It's not maybe as violent or as bloody as other Umberto Lenzi movies. Certainly, like you move him forward like two years and he gets a lot more violent in the in the Jallo world that he's, he's playing in. And this one's kind of reserved and held back a little bit, but I think it's to its credit. And he knows not to go too overboard. I mean, as a director that at times can get a little bit too eyes me. And he doesn't do that in this movie. He kind of plays it, like I say, relatively straight. And that could make a movie like this live or die very easily. Because Jallos, by the time this movie came out, were far more bombastic. We're in 72, we're two years into it. We're already starting to get some of that kind of psychedelic work worming its way through um, but he manages to deliver it and even at this era he's delivering an ending which audiences will have seen the twist ending that comes in this one done before but maybe not done this way and that's also to its credit it's one of the reasons I kind of I love it for what it does um, yeah like I say Carol Baker is, is great in this one and the special features are awesome as well I, I think the, the fact you get the first installment of um, the Il Cinema Criminal di Umberto Lenzi, which the first part was on the previous release that we discussed. Um, the fact that you're getting that, kind of awesome. Uh, it's worth checking into. It's a, it's a surprisingly smart deep dive into, into the work. Um, and also, you, the Yellow is a Colour Fear is a great uh, interview segment with, with critic Marcus Stiegler. 
Um, and as always, uh, Troy Holworth and Nathaniel Thompson give a wonderful commentary. I've not listened to the whole one, but I do like to when I'm watching these movies through, switch it on for a couple of minutes, switch it off, then later on switch it on, switch it off. Do it a couple of times during the movie just to get a feel for where the discussion's going. Are they still talking about the same point? Are they following what the movie's saying? And they deliver the goods as always. So yeah, across the board, this is it's a, a, a really good jello i mean it's not top tier jello by any stretch of the imagination but it might be up there with something like so sweet so perverse it might be my favorite of the collaborations and it delivers something really really strong uh, checking it back for the second time this year maybe the fourth time in the last two years through a series of confusions that if you listen to my conversation with Dave Parker you'll see why that was I was just struck by once again how well this holds up I could watch this twice in a year and not feel like oh here we go and that trust me is a big deal um, watching some of the the jellos that we have covered in the last year and a half, you do start to get a little bit of jelly fatigue that sets in, where you kind of feel like you've watched the same movie 20 times. And this one at least goes out its way to try and differentiate itself, not only for the work Umberto Lenzi has done already with Carl Baker, but in terms of just where we are in 72, it does stand out for that, and it's a ton of fun because of it. And when it comes to grade for this one, I give it a 4 out of 5. I think that's what I gave it before. If I gave it a 3.5, I'm now going slightly up, which is kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I, a 4 is what I'd give it. I kind of love it for what it is, and... Yeah, that's really all I have to say about this one. Like I say, I think you should see it. I don't think you should pay £25 for it, especially in today's economy. £25 for a single film with a couple of special features, as much as I enjoy it, and even though it's a collector's edition, feels very expensive and feels very kind of grab-assy. So uh, maybe wait for it to either come into a standard edition or come down in price a little bit, or bulk buy. See if the, there's a deal somewhere where you get this one, you get another couple of movies for a reduced cost, do it that way. Um, £25 to spunk up the wall for a movie that you may have never seen before. It seems excessive. Right, I'm going to I'm gonna take my final break. When I come back, I'll be telling you what will be essentially as all-cut-up review, um, which is a fancy way of saying there's only one title that we haven't covered yet that's currently available from 88 Films in the Italian collection, and that would be this 74, and I'll talk about it right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. Ladies and gents, this has been your 88 Films Italian Collection series of reviews. This has been this number 73, Knife of Ice. Now, there is one, essentially one title. Uh, there will be another one out by the time we have reviewed this upcoming title but the the one that we need to talk about um, is this number 74 that we're doing in three weeks time a movie that I covered on doing the nasty way back in the day and it's violence in a woman's prison um, this one here has uh, <laughs> a little bit of information that reads a wee bit like this Another entry in the Italian run of popular Emmanuel sex movies, Bruno Mattei's presentation of caged female sleaze delivers a suitably charged piece of in <laughs> institutionalised based exploitation wrought with catfights, corruption and claustrophobic tension. Have you got all that? 
When investigative journalist Emmanuel, played by Laura Gemser, pretends to be a drug dealer so she can go to prison and write a expose of life inside Santa Carina's women's penitentiary, she experiences humiliation, violence, and is made to suffer solitary confinement and other random punishments. Violence in a women's prison is the seventh entry in the Emmanuel series and provides fans with a fascinating subgenre with another sensationalist feature and must for cult film collectors everywhere. Um, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, this, might not be on the the video nasties list. Although the name rings about, they all kind of bleed into one another. I, I can't remember the one that we did, but I don't think it was an Emmanuel movie. Anyway, this one um, has a special edition first pressing gloss slipcase featuring new artwork by Simon Pritchard. It includes a booklet with notes from Andrew Graves and illustration by Colin Murdoch. As a brand new 2K transfer from the original negatives and a high definition Blu-ray 1080p presentation and 185 one aspect ratio. It has English LPCM 2.0 soundtrack, optional English SDH, with audio commentary with critic and journalist Sam Deegan, uh, Clyde Anderson's Jail, an interview with Claudio Fragrasso, Donan Anderson, an interview with Gianni Leachi. Uh, Franco Caliucci, or no, that's not even how you pronounce that, Franco Car. Car Acoli, let's try that, The Gay Prince, um, original trailer and a reversible sleeve with newly commissioned artwork by Simon Pritchard and the original Italian poster art. The technical specs on this one, its release date is the 12th of September 2022 which has been revised to the 19th of September so it comes out technically tomorrow. The region code is region B, the picture format is HD 1080p 185.1, the audio format is 2.0, language is English, certification 18, runtime is 1 hour and 40 minutes and there is one disc in the package. That's where we're going in three weeks time. We're doing a little bit of violence in a women's prison. After that we have Pupi Avati um, with one of his features which takes us to 75. That'll be dropping what, do the math here, early October and then as it stands we are fully caught up with the next titles not due until I believe December, January time. So we might have a bit of time off before we come back and do some more of these here movies there is a multitude of ways to check out podcast under the stairs wherever you're listening is right now i want you to subscribe to the podcast under the stairs just hit a little subscribe button there and then you're all sorted couldn't be any easier could it also we also have a sister feed called the teapots collective i don't know why my voice went also uh, we have the teapots collective please subscribe to that one i do four shows over there where to begin with opera on there doing the nasty and chronicle that is right four more shows with my dulcet tones oh yeah subscribing to that and this is the best way to support what i do under the stairs and also ensures you never miss anything that i do alternatively you can jump across to our website and uh, you know check out everything there all the shows are posted there tputtscast.com links to all the archives are there and there's also a link to jaws's shite another regrettable outburst a booze-based banter entertainment hidden podcast which features myself, The Baz and Scott and Liam from Scott and Liam vs Evil. We get very drunk on that show, we talk a lot of nonsense or as we like to call it a lot of shite and uh, it's hopefully very entertaining even though none of us can remember the following morning what we've said. Jaws is shite and other regrettable outbursts is exclusively available on tputtscast.com. 
Uh, what else? What else do we do? Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Cast. We'll get the podcast under the stairs. And uh, that's the place that we post polls. Um, you can interact with myself and all the other listeners. You can post trailers, movie posters, start conversations, or just generally shoot the shit. It's a cool crew over there for sure. You can check out the Teapots Collective on Facebook. Now, that is a Facebook page, so different. It's where I post everything that I appear on, including guest appearances, and that's facebook.com forward slash Cast. And lastly, if you like your internet weird then check out the Jaws' Shite Facebook group page. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pod. If you hate Facebook and you still want to interact with us, then you can do it on the twin prongs of social media sexiness, Instagram and Twitter. Reach out and interact with myself and Baz at Cast for both. The podcast under the stairs are returns for you, ladies and gents. In mere hours, we're back tomorrow, kicking off our summer series action for the week, looking at the eights, starting with 1978, and that'll be in your inboxes tomorrow. So wherever you are, whatever the time zone is, and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs, and I am signing off. <laughs>